Today is Thursday, July 14th, 2022. Comedian trolls AOC on the Capitol steps, leading to a nuclear meltdown by AOC. Later, Ted Cruz and Myra Flores roast Jill Biden like a fajita, and Elon Musk rips the plug out of MSNBC programming. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. See, my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. I love it. My favorite AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. Woo, I love it, AOC. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. Our first video today and our first story of the day is perhaps the most viral video in America. Not necessarily because my show shared it or because the comedian shared it, because AOC actually posted a video of her being trolled on the Capitol steps. So let's deconstruct this video. Alex Stein is a comedian. Alex Stein goes and trolls city council, uh, open mics, and he goes up and trolls Antifa to their faces. He makes viral videos and he posts them. Often they have to do with the absurdity of the left. Alex Stein was just recently interviewed on Tucker Carlson's program, uh, his long form talk interview program. And he just says, I'm an absurdist. I want to throw into the face of the left that which they wish to make us live by. The rules they want us to live by, I throw it back in their face as an absurdist. This guy is famous for wearing like four or five different masks on an airplane, right? He'll cut two little eye holes into nine different masks and he'll plaster them on his face. And so this is what Alex Stein does. He's an absurdist, he's a comedian, he's a funny guy, and we've interviewed him before. His job is to dig down deep into what you would call the ancient history of the Gospels, where Jesus Christ himself said, if you live by the sword, then you die by the sword. If you have a set of rules that you wish to impose on everyone else, then you're going to have to live by the sharp edge of those rules. And if the institutional left from the White House down to AOC to their frothing at the mouth feral activists who are dangerous little militants, these teeny little Trotskyite communists, if these people are going to be allowed to roam free and uh, assault and harass uh, Republicans, conservatives, and Supreme Court candidates, senators, and various members of the White House, well, you better expect that that's going to be flipped around on you one day, and that you're probably going to have to engage in behavior and be exposed to behavior that you find uncomfortable. We're going to get into all of AOC's comments uh, about this issue, and then her comments about when conservatives and Republicans are attacked in a much more dangerous manner than what happened here. So as somebody who's lived in Washington, D.C. for 15 years, let me tell you how the U.S. Capitol works. There are places and the U.S. Capitol that you can't go. People found that out on January 6th. And by the way, AOC had interesting comments on that. We'll play that clip later. But on the U.S. Capitol grounds, there are places you can't go and places you can go. The vast majority of the grounds are open to the public. You can stand there and watch various members of Congress walk by. They're just standing on street corners. They're not inside hermetically sealed bubbles. And, you know, they often are just standing around. Dude, I mean, seriously, they're just like wandering around, often aimlessly, shuffling, and they're like the dandruff and the change in their pocket is jangling around. You see old Jerry Nadler wobbling down the street. 
Okay. Capitol Hill is a crazy place like that. So what you get on the U.S. Capitol is freedom of speech. You are allowed to say things to people. You're not, you know, it's, 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 it's your right. Okay. It's literally emblazoned on the buildings. You're allowed to use free speech. You're not allowed to chase members of Congress into places that are supposedly supposed to be private and protected like the halls and the chambers, but you can go talk to members of Congress. I've had a bunch of conversations literally on my commute home with members of Congress. Okay. So that's how it works at the U S Capitol. You're there to do a job. You're there in your workspace. This is public property. You are a public official. You're being paid by the taxpayers to be there. And by the way, if you don't want to engage with the public, here's a little secret. There's little trains underneath the Capitol that can take you where you want to go completely privately that the public can't access. So if you really don't want to engage with anyone, you don't have to be outside. You don't have to be on the Capitol ground. You take your little private trains. There's like a little private railway system under the Capitol that you can take. Maybe you've been on it. So when you're outside and you're wandering around in the public space, expect there to be people there that disagree with you or perhaps might troll you. And this is what happened to AOC. AOC was trolled by a comedian. Now, do we agree with what he said? Would we go out and say this? I wouldn't do a lot of things that Alex Stein has done. Alex Stein dressed up in like a Speedo or like a onesie and then gave a uh, rap, rapped about, uh, you know, being a, a, a male swimmer in a female sport. That, that, that's, that's what Alex Stein does, okay? And he, he's wearing like this skin tight onesie and rapping in front of the Dallas City Council. There's a lot of things I wouldn't personally do. <laughs> doesn't mean I can't find them hilarious. And also, it doesn't mean you get to lie about him. AOC is tweeting that Alex Stein harassed her, chased her down, and that she was ready to deck him, okay? That she was ready to attack Alex Stein. That's what AOC tweeted. Wrong tweet, by the way, Sam. God, that, that's, this is not the right tweet. This is what AOC says about protests, but AOC straight up has been tweeting. Alex, let me know if we actually have those tweets. Did we clip those tweets? Can we show them? Uh, AOC is tweeting right now about Alex Stein having a nuclear, she's having a nuclear meltdown online about Alex Stein. So AOC doesn't get to live both ways. And even in this video, you can see AOC literally run up to Alex Stein and pose in his video saying, do you want a selfie? Do you want a selfie? Okay. So here's the tweet on screen. I posted a deeply disgusting incident that happened. Someone was wanting extremist fame in a situation. I can't believe they allowed this. It's just really sad. Here's the video he posted of the incident. This is AOC's tweets. Here's the video he posted of the incident. I was actually walking over to deck him. So I was going to physically assault this comedian who's standing on public property. He's on public property. Look at the, look at the SUVs behind him. Trust me. There's nothing but cops all over the Capitol. If they wanted, if Alex Stein was doing something illegal, they would have arrested him. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. So here's AOC walking up the steps of the Capitol. Alex Stein is standing on public property. He's allowed to be there. And then AOC doesn't come over to deck him. She waves at him and then does a peace sign. Does a peace sign. He's probably about 20 feet away from her the whole time. Never got in her personal space. Was using his freedom of speech. There's a cop standing right there on the step. You see that little gate? You see those little iron gates? You're not allowed to go past there. So that's protected U.S. Capitol property. You're not allowed to go past there. 
AOC is lying in her own tweet. These lying. Watch her. Here she goes up the steps. She's walking with some contingent. She sees Alex Stein. She waves at him. And then she says, she has a peace sign and she says, hey, would you like a selfie? You can literally hear it. Crank the volume. We're going to play this full screen. Crank the volume up on your device and you can hear AOC says, say, would you like a selfie? Check it out. See, my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. I love it. My favorite, AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. Woo, I love it, AOC. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. Okay, well, like a tamale or a taco if you're Jill Biden. So the rules apply to you, AOC. You set the rules, by the way. You're the one who set the rules. Let's get into it. How did AOC set the rules? AOC is, according to the New York Post, 32 years old. She's a New York Democrat congresswoman who was called sexy uh, by a comedian, okay? You're my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. That's what the comedian Alex Stein says to AOC. AOC posted the video herself and complained the Capitol Police did nothing about it. Did nothing about it. Welcome to the month of July, or as we call it on this show, MAGA month. This is a month where we celebrate America and our founding, the 4th of July, fireworks, grilling, drinking beer, and you know what's another amazing American tradition? Gold. That's right. America used to have a currency that was backed by gold. That's what prevented out-of-control inflation back in the day. Did you know that George Washington actually held an enormous amount of gold personally in order to ensure his investments. Be as smart as George Washington and invest in something with physical value. I'm talking physical gold for my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals from Birch. I did this and my family got in the mail. Physical gold and silver delivered securely to our home and now it's in our bank account and we've never felt more secure and it's all because of my friends at the A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau five star reviews thousands of satisfied customers Birch Gold text Benny to 989898 to go gold be as smart as a founding father ladies and gentlemen Birch Gold however if you go back to December of 2020 you can find another AOC tweet where she says the whole point of protesting is to make people uncomfortable. Activists take that discomfort with the status quo and advocate for concrete policy changes. Popular support often starts small and grows. To folks who complain, protest demands make others uncomfortable. That's the point. Who are we supposed to believe? AOC or AOC? You can't live both. There's not a set of rules for you because you're a fragile communist. There's not a special set of rules for you because you've never faced public pushback. Because the right is typically Christian, conservative, polite, 
family people, just because some members of the right might want to suddenly, I don't know, say things to you that you don't like in public, legally, in a public space, 20 feet from you, doesn't mean that you get to bitch and moan and throw a tantrum and act like the victim when you're sitting there silent, when a militant leftist who you radicalized wanders through Brett Kavanaugh's neighborhood, his private neighborhood with guns and tack gear ready to murder Brett Kavanaugh. And you say nothing about it. In fact, you call that direct democracy, democracy in action. When Brett Kavanaugh is out inside of a private restaurant eating dinner with, I don't know, his kids, he's got two little young girls. He's got two daughters, little kids. Brett Kavanaugh is out eating dinner with his family at a steakhouse in Washington and you burst through the doors and surround him and he has to flee through the kitchen, which happened last week, last week. And what did AOC say? Well, she says, this is good. It makes him uncomfortable. That's what we need. We need more of this, AOC says. AOC's bestie inside of the White House Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked directly about this, and Corrine Jean-Pierre says, Alex Stein, Kavanaugh protesters, hey, it doesn't matter. As long as you're peaceful, you should be allowed to do whatever you want, and that's the point. Listen to KJP defending Alex Stein. Good for you, Corrine Jean-Pierre. Peaceful protest. Uh, people should be allowed to be to be able to do that. In a restaurant. If it's outside of a restaurant, if it's peaceful, for sure. Really? Peaceful protests. Where you were, your first question so to me just, was so, intimidation. So these justices, because protesters do not agree with an opinion that they signed on to, have no right to privacy. Is what you're but saying? But Peter, this is this is people have the right. To, this is what a democracy is. People, people have, have the right. right to privacy? Of course, people have a right to privacy, but people also have a right uh, to be able to protest peacefully. Is that peacefully? Safe? It's the, the intimidation and the violence that we condemn. Way to go, Alex Stein. Alex Stein, you have just been defended by the Biden White House. That's Corrine Jean Pierre arguing with Fox News on your behalf. As long as you are protesting peacefully, you're allowed to make elected officials or public officials uncomfortable. Now. Alex Stein goes actually a level further by talking to AOC in a public space where all of the public is and voicing, uh, voicing whatever he wishes to voice to AOC. He does have a First Amendment that is protected inside of those buildings and across the street by the Supreme Court. The leftists who Fox News was asking about, well, they were actually entering a private restaurant to assault verbally a Supreme Court justice who's sitting there having dinner in the middle of the night. So Alex Stein went a step further by just standing in a public place and waiting for a public official to walk by. The AOCs, AOCs of the world, the Corrine Jean Pierre's of the world are losing their mind because it's not about double standards. It's about hierarchy. You're not allowed to say what you believe to them. They're allowed to send militant leftists radicalized by them and their media apparatchiks to your neighborhood, well-armed to murder you. That's what the guy said. He's going to face, I don't know, life in prison. He's getting, he's arraigned in Maryland right now. The dude was there to murder Brett Kavanaugh. 
You want to go back a couple years? James T. Hodgkinson is the name of the shooter, the congressional shooter, who asked if the people playing baseball on a field were Republicans before opening fire, nearly murdering a number of them, and probably would have gotten away with it if Steve Scalise hadn't been there with his security team. Because the rest of the Republicans on the field, Rand Paul, Kevin Brady, none of them had security. It continues. Jesse Kelly had a great tweet about this. Jesse Kelly saying, America's communists are mostly the same as the Soviets, Red Guards, and others. The major difference is our communists are soft. They've been coddled for too long in a country that treats them with respect by the nice right. They don't know what real pushback is yet. Matt Walsh had this to say. She's defended leftist militants who harass Supreme Court justices. She's made excuses for rioters and looters, and she wants this kind of world. She gets it. No sympathy from me. AOC has straight up attacked Capitol Police multiple times. Let's remember, AOC is the person who said that BLM and Antifa rioters who murdered in the street during the Summer of Love are the ones who are just getting bread. Remember that? She defended the rioters who were attacking police. AOC called for the defunding of police. AOC hates the police. And AOC attacked police again last night after this incident, saying that it was the cops who were opening the doors during January 6th, a wild video. Take a listen. These insurrectionists. Like Antifa? And that there were actual officers working with this, and we never got to the bottom of that, and we never got any answers about that. And then to this day, we're just supposed to pretend that that never happened. Antifa? I have no idea what happened to the people on the inside who were very clearly sympathetic with what was going on and opening the doors wide open for that. And we're, I'm supposed to sit here and pretend like none of that ever happened. And then right afterwards, you have a massive, you know, you just have this idea that throwing money at that problem is going to make it go away without any buildings. accountability. And so this is, this is where these things are breaking down. We're not safe. And it's not just about members of Congress not being safe. The Black food staff matter. workers aren't safe. The Black janitors aren't safe. Like, we need to get to the bottom of this. So that's all I got to say. Thank you, Congresswoman. There goes AOC. She's standing on the same steps where Alex Stein was making jokes at her and trolling her. She's standing on the same steps saying that the Capitol Police, it was an inside job. She says, I don't know. who are, I'm supposed to ignore the fact that people opened the doors here and let the rioters in? So AOC having a real one yesterday, attacking cops in her tweet about Alex Stein, saying that cops should have, I don't know, what should they have done? Gone and decked the comedian? for using his First Amendment rights, standing on the Capitol steps inside of the building that's supposed to protect the First Amendment? What are cops supposed to do? And then she's attacking cops, saying that cops opened the doors for the January 6th protesters. You've seen the footage. I'll let you decide. AOC having a real one. AOC has been silent on not just people saying mean words or things you may disagree with. And by the way, as Ricky Gervais said in his most recent stand-up, there's no such thing as a good joke or a bad joke. There's a joke you might not like, but there's no such thing as an offensive joke. I'm a comedian. I'm sorry that you didn't like my joke. You can tune out. You can turn it off. You don't have to watch the video if you don't like it. If you don't like my joke, you can turn off my special, even though it's featured on the front of Netflix. There's no such thing as an offensive joke. There's just things that, you, that aren't your style. And that doesn't mean you get to project your style on the rest of us. I think Ricky Gervais would say the exact same thing in this instance. Just because you don't like the joke doesn't mean that you get to control all jokes. 
You, 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 I mean, it's fascistic. It's, it's fascist. Just because you don't like the comedy or the things coming out of my mouth doesn't mean you get to say that those things are now illegal. This is, what, this is the basic tenets of living in a free society. AOC is upset that somebody may, trolled her. She's upset that somebody trolled her. By the way, AOC is a huge troll online. She's a troll herself. And she will regularly uh, dox and troll anyone who dares slight her. However, AOC remained shockingly silent in these scenarios where the left were the ones surrounding people of the right and not just trolling them or shouting mean things. By the way, if you're on the right and you're a public figure, that happens day and night, but literally trying to kill them. Rand Paul confronted by protesters at the White House leaving the Republican National Convention. I was a few feet from Rand Paul when this happened. It was terrifying. The police had to literally step in and save him and his beautiful wife, Kelly Paul. Paul later said that he felt his life was in danger and he was right. Social media videos showed the protesters circling Paul and his wife and police officers getting knocked down as they attempted to assault Rand Paul, the senator. Protesters shouted at the Pauls, crowding the couple in the street. I can tell you, you've seen the video. If these protesters had gotten their hands on these, this couple, they would have done immense damage. What about Sarah Sanders? In 2018, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders was told to leave a Lexington, Virginia restaurant. Sanders said the owner of the Red Hen in Shandoah Valley asked her to leave because she works for President Trump. So here you're not allowed to freely associate. This is like against her constitutional rights. She should have been sued for this. This is against your constitutional rights. Like free association is the point of the constitution and you are allowed to associate and to gather and you're not allowed to be discriminated against because of that. Red Hen, some little woke restaurant kicked out Sarah Sanders because she worked for Trump. What about Ted Cruz? Ted Cruz and his wife were chased out of a Washington DC restaurant also in 2008, by protesters chanting, we believe survivors. This was in the Kavanaugh case. The Kavanaugh case, uh, these protesters were roaming Washington, D.C. like feral hogs. They were inside of the elevators. I, remember, I was covering this. Some of the more viral videos that came out of this, and Lindsey Graham straightening his ties, the protesters screamed at him. Like, guys, like, I filmed that stuff. I was standing there in the halls filming this stuff. I watched elderly senators, and a lot of these senators are really old. And they just shuffle, you know, they just shuffle along, right, in the hallways. Like, rabid protesters surrounding sitting U.S. senators and chasing them into the elevators where you're not allowed. Man, you want to talk about insurrection, you got it. There's so much footage of this. The number of arrests happening inside of that building because these protesters, Amy Schumer was among them, Emily Ratajkowski, these are like pretty famous stars of the left. These people were chasing down like animals, members of the right through the halls of Congress. Not a peep from AOC. Not a word from AOC. AOC ain't holding a candlelight vigil for Kavanaugh, Rand Paul, Sarah Sanders, or Ted Cruz. Why? Because of hierarchy. Not because of hypocrisy. I swear on my team, there's like one rule that's like there's, there's a word that's banned in my team. Don't use the word hypocrisy. It ain't about hypocrisy. Stop it. These people want to live by different rules. They want you to be scared at night in your bed. They want Republicans who do not do what the machine tells them to do to fear for their lives and fear for their children's lives and to never be comfortable. And then the moment that that is spun around on them, 
boy, they will throw a petulant fit. This is perfectly personified by Jill Biden. Jill Biden got away with metaphorical murder. So what's the number one thing you're not allowed to do in the left? You're not allowed to be racist, right? Racist. You're not allowed to compare Hispanics with tacos, for instance, okay? And Jill Biden did that this week. She sat there and wrote a speech with her team comparing Hispanics with tacos. Now, Jill Biden is getting away with that. There is no backlash on the left. There is no apology from Jill Biden, by the way. Jill Biden has yet to apologize. Jill Biden, uh, some nameless, faceless uh, NPC flack for Jill Biden, trotted out on Twitter and said, uh, the first lady regrets uh, what's going on. Jill Biden has not apologized. Now, is this the worst thing that's happening in America? Far from it. This is number 500,000 for the worst thing that the Bidens are doing. But is this an example of hierarchy? Yes. Because if somebody of the right, if Melania Trump had said to my Korean American friends, you remind me of Squid Game. Well, then you would have a third, fourth, or fifth impeachment of Donald Trump. They'd impeach her for it. They'd impeach Donald Trump for it. They'd try and impeach the first lady. Can you even do that? I'm not sure. AOC would be the first one banging her fist to impeach for those comments. It's hierarchy. They just believe that they live by different rules than you and I. That's the point. So, it is a beautiful thing to see Ted Cruz call out Jill Biden and roast her like a fajita over being called a taco. Ted Cruz, of course, has a, a Cuban father. Um, maybe both of his parents are Cuban. I don't actually know. I know his father came from communist Cuba. Uh, Ted Cruz had this to say about being called a taco. The Biden White House has time to write speeches at something called a Latinx conference, I don't know what that is, where they very kindly called Latinos tacos. Well, Marco and I both appreciate being called tacos. Thing to remember about that speech, that wasn't a gaffe. That wasn't Joe Biden going off script. Some White House operative sat down and typed into the teleprompter, this is a good idea to call Hispanics a bunch of tacos. Well, Ted Cruz, typical style, bringing the flamethrower. That's why we call him Lion Ted, L-I-O-N. He is uh, sharpening the claws there in the Senate, and he's right. Because, again, if Jill Biden was a Republican, this would mean the end of her. This would mean she'd have to go do the talk show. She'd have to write a book about this. They'd make a movie about this. They should make a movie about Myra Flores, who we've interviewed and we've just Freaking love Myra Flores. She is just so fantastic. Talk about representing your people. Myra Flores said the same thing yesterday on Fox News. I am no taco. Go. Also, you have the first lady had a bit of a slip up this week. She since apologized. And here was the statement. Uh, the first lady apologizes that her words conveyed anything but pure admiration and love for the Latino community. Do you accept her apology from this past week? Yeah, right. They don't see us as Americans. They see us as tacos. 
that's exactly how they see us. And we're proud Americans, and they only are doing this to get our vote, and they think that by giving us tacos and playing Latin music, that that's all it's going to take for us to vote for them in November. It's going to take a lot more than that. We want gas, rent, and groceries to break, come down. We want more money in our pockets, and they're only making our lives more miserable. Flores was a former Democrat who walked away from the party in 2010 and now is being called a taco. Mark my words, if Myra Flores was a Democrat, she would be seen as the next AOC right now inside of the Democrat Party. Instead, she's there on Fox News talking about how Democrats have abandoned what Hispanics actually want. Continuing the interview, she said she's proud of this country and she's proud to represent the Rio Grande Valley in Texas. But her culture is pride in America. Her culture is proud of her people. She's proud that she was born in Mexico, and she's proud to be the first Hispanic, she's proud to be the first Spanish-born member of Congress. Forgive me. Yo, this should be front-page news that somebody who was born in Mexico can rise through the cotton fields. She literally picked cotton with her family. Look it up. This is what her family did. They were agricultural workers. They were rolling through... Uh, the countryside of the deep south. They had worked in Tennessee for a while. They ended up in Texas. Her father raised them there, and they're deeply grateful and truly representative of the Latino community, uh, the Latino community that I know here living in Tampa. You have all, Tampa was the cigar rolling center of the world for Cuban refugees. And if you go down to Ybor City, we're going there tonight, actually, and you talk with with a Cuban, especially ones who remember Fidel Castro, Dude, you will not find more family values, more adherence to their Catholic faith, and more desire to simply keep America free than this group of people. And Myra Flores represents them beautifully. AOC is, is, does not represent her people beautifully. Like, Spanish, pe- Spanish people do not like being called Latinx. Spanish people do not generally like being woke. Spanish people like family values, and they came here generally because socialism and communism has spread like a cancer through Latin America, destroyed their home countries, made them unlivable, and that is why they wish to come to America. They want to get away from the type of oligarchical, fascistic, top-down, government boot-at-your-neck style of governance that Joe Biden and Jill Biden offer along with tacos. And good for Myra Flores, by the way, for calling them out, saying that they're just trying to bribe the Latin community. Joe Biden playing Despacito on his phone. Jill Biden calling people tacos, trying to speak Spanish, say, si se puede. It's an embarrassment. These people are embarrassing. And they are losing the Hispanic vote. They're losing it beautifully. Axios actually demonstrates this in a recent article saying that Democrats are now the party of upscale voters as the GOP embraces the working class. Good for them. Axios doing a deep dive here. Axios can publish some woke garbage, but we read through this article and it was was a thing of beauty. What this article is saying, in essence, is that the left has abandoned what was the core of the Democrat Party since FDR, since the Green New Deal. I'm sorry, the original New Deal, not the Green New Deal, the original New Deal. When Democrats took this 
Great Depression and decided to say we are going to assume and assert mass control over these industries. We're going to create unionized working jobs. We're going to create government jobs. We're going to get the works projects back up and running. And we're going to essentially uh, wholesale federalize these massive swaths of the economy. It was illegal. The Supreme Court started to strike down the New Deal. They would take chunks of the New Deal and just destroy it. FDR proposed the court packing plan and it scared enough of the justices that they stopped doing that. It's a real shame, actually. Talk about fascistic tactics. But yet here we have a situation where there's not a single worker in America that can say that the woke left is in favor of the working class. Axios demonstrates this in their article. Democrats are quickly becoming the party of the upscale voters, while Republicans set their sights on populist multiracial coalition of working class voters, Axios details. This is a seismic political realignment, according to Axios, which cited the New York Times Cinema College poll. Democrats are now favored by white college-educated Americans as Republicans are increasingly favored by the nation's non-college-educated voters and Hispanic Americans. This is the vast majority of the country. Democrats are becoming the party of upscale voters concerned about issues like gun control and abortion rights, while Republicans are quietly building a multi-racial coalition of working-class voters with inflation as an accelerant. Axios' Mike Allen reports and reports correctly. The reason why this is important is because abortion rights don't necessarily affect all of Americans. Gun rights don't necessarily affect all of Americans. And if you look on a chart of things that Americans care about, those are niche issues that are near the bottom, definitely near the bottom of the top 10. But if you look at the consistent issues that Americans actually care about day and night, night and day, it is gas prices, inflation, open borders, the collapsing dollar, the collapsing stock market, collapsing 401k, the issues that I'm having with my kids in school with indoctrination, crappy public schools, crappy government projects. These are the things that people care about on the day to day because the populist movement is popular. Populism is popular. Nationalism would say, I'm going to fix the things that are hurting the people the very most. And those things are without question inflation, which hurts every single American living and breathing today, standing on this land. There is nothing more persistent or pernicious than not caring about the 9.1% inflation number that dropped like a bombshell nuclear weapon from the sky yesterday. That hurts. That hurts all. It pierces the veil and it corrupts the things that we have all worked for. And the American promise is pretty much this. I will be left the hell alone. And this is a policy prescription, inflation, that hurts you no matter where you live or what you do. Are you up in the mountaintops living in a cabin with no running water? Or are you in downtown Manhattan paying five grand a month for a studio apartment with like three flatmates? Inflation, gotcha. And there's no way of messaging yourself out of it. There is no messaging out of inflation. You can message yourself out of so many problems, but when your dollars are worth less, when your groceries are more, when your gas is more, there's no getting out of it. Just like Alex Stein standing there, making jokes about you and trolling you as you walk up the Capitol steps. Damn it, that man has a right to free speech and there's no getting out of it. 
Axios is saying that Trump's fundraising committee raked in $9 million in small dollar donations, people who gave less than 200 bucks. Meanwhile, small share, just 1.8 million, came from donors who gave $500 or more to the committee, saying that small dollar donors hugely favor Donald Trump. What that means is that regular Americans whipping out their wallet and going, here you go, dude. I agree with you. That's called a populist movement. Populism is popular and we are ascendant. Under President Joe Biden, Democrats have shifted away from the pocketbook issues of inflation and mass immigration towards social justice causes like promotion of transgenderism, critical race theory, and gun control and abortion rights. The results have been a move along Hispanic Americans and other non-white college-educated voters towards the Republican Party. Yo, do you know? Yo, do you know that black voters for the first time have been polled in a civics poll from this week to have a majority unfavorable of Joe Biden. There is no way to describe how cataclysmic this is for the Democrat Party. Black voters are saying, "Uh uh-uh, to Joe Biden. Black voters are the most consistent voting bloc of the left, and they must have 80 to 90% black voters in order to win. They must have it. You cannot win without it. And so when four, it was 49, 51, 51% disapprove of Biden, 49% approve. Yo, that is nuclear pan. That's like leave the planet time. That's like get in the escape pod. The planet is to leave the planet. Democrat party's finished. It's done. It's done. Sorry. You can complain about Alex Stein making jokes about you. Yo, like you're going to feel so much more discomfort as you travel around the rest of the country. Joe Biden can't even go anywhere anymore without getting heckled. Joe Biden was heckled at the White House this week. These people are deeply unpopular because they are not focused on what Americans care about. And this is the easiest layup in American history, and it's why I think Donald Trump will probably win 40 states. Do you want Donald Trump to run? Do you think Donald Trump should run in 2024? I don't care what you think. Unfortunately, I do technically, but it's not going to stop him. He's running. He's running. And I think the more I look at the actual crystal ball here, I think Donald Trump could win 40 states. I think that you could overwhelm, no matter what they throw at the guy, you could overwhelm on these simple key issues. And if you say one thing about Donald Trump, he's got instinct. Man, this dude goes in. He's got instinct like a shark. He's kind of like a shark in those nature shows. You know, shark, like uh, manic energy, attacking whatever it can smell going ferociously. You're like, shark, dude, chill out, calm down. But Donald Trump's the shark and he's just going to attack. And the blood in the water, the big heaping bloody body in the water right now is the Democrats policy wide open, open borders, illegal immigrants, crime, death, fentanyl, inflation, a collapsing world a collapsing liberal world order, as they would call it. And Donald Trump's going to go at that like a shark. And the regular Americans are going to say, I don't like his style, man, but that dude, that dude, he's got my back. That's what's going to happen. Populism has been embraced by GOP voters, and it ain't going back. You're not getting the genie back in the bottle. Mitt Romney and soon-to-be unemployed Liz Cheney can cry about it all they want. You ain't getting it back, man. Why has Joe Biden been such a disaster? Well, 
according to Breitbart.com, because 62% of Biden's officials who oversee the economic policy of the administration have zero business experience. This is, this is, these are the kind of things that are going to make, these are the kind of things that are going to make it such a slam dunk for a guy like Donald Trump. Hey, you know, I've run, you've heard that you've heard it before. Hey, I'm a billionaire. I've run all these successful businesses. I know what it's going to bring to Americans, a massive tax cut. He'll come up with promises and he'll say, this is going to be the biggest tax cut in world history. And I'm going to lower corporate taxes to zero. And he's going to get, he's going to win the popular vote. He's going to win 40 states. Mark my words, timestamp the video. It's what's going to happen. You may not like it, but it's what's going to happen. Donald Trump's coming back and they're making it easy for him. An explosive analysis published by the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, Democrat President Joe Biden's administration has very few business-oriented officials in the administration at all. The vast majority of people handling economic policies for the United States government under Biden have no business experience whatsoever. The 15-page report authored by economist Stephen Moore for the Committee to Unleash Prosperity Executive Director John Decker was provided to Breitbart News exclusively ahead of the public release. The headline of the report is not ready for prime time. Majority of Biden's appointees have zero business experience. How are you going to do this? How are you going to look Americans in the eye after destroying their 401k and destroying their property and destroying their livelihoods and destroying that little thing that we're promised as Americans, which is that we're going to have as good a life as our grandparents. How are you going to look them in the eye and be like, yeah, you know, not only did I just ruin everything you've worked for for the last 50 years, I also made sure that I appointed people who didn't know what the hell they were doing. Couldn't pour piss out of a boot if the instructions were on the sole. I put those people in charge and here are the results. And Donald Trump's going to come in with like 50 different people who've run Fortune 500 companies and be like, we will make you rich again. We will make you wealthy again. We will make your money worth something again. And people are going to say, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Like, like, you know, the bath bathroom policies don't mean as much as that. Like, I'll go with that, dude. Like, p- preferred pronouns ain't, ain't my ain't my jam, and it ain't the jam. It's like that's like those are like issues. It's amazing that the Democrats sunk their teeth in those. Those are like issues that appeal to like ten percent of Americans. You're not gonna win like that. You ain't gonna win, and the culture is against them. Biden's innermost circle, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain, Deb Haaland, Secretary of Commerce Gina Raimondo, and Isabel Guzman, I don't know who that is, Administrator of the Small Business Administration. They have the most business experience with 20 years combined. (laughs) Pete Buttigieg has four years experience. And then they go on to list an appendix of 68 officials who have zero years of business experience, including Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, who have never provided a single job, never created a single thing, have only ever been the leeches on the ass of our economy. These people. Elon Musk, a man who has created a great deal, a man who has now the scorn of the right Everyone, myself included, thought he would buy Twitter and maybe make this a free speech platform, a free speech platform that even Alex Stein could insult AOC on while he's pulled out of the Twitter deal, although Twitter says they're going to force him to do it. Interesting there. I'm not a lawyer. 
and I'm certainly not a contract lawyer, so I don't know enough about that. Uh, it would have to be a pretty savage move by Twitter to force Elon Musk to buy the platform, but savage is Elon's second language. Elon Musk tweeting recently, here is a Hunter Biden meme. <laughs> a plus for cinematography, Elon tweeted with a meme of a man with all these GoPros attached to a helmet. And the meme says Hunter Biden every time he buys crack and hookers. <laughs> to that, Stephanie Rule, Stephanie Rule and MSNBC, MSNBC commentator. She has a show that is probably... Like, probably has fewer viewers than our show every single day, no doubt. And certainly will after, uh, uh, certainly will after we're, uh, after we're done growing this channel. I mean, again, we've only been doing this show for like six months. And so, again, we love all of you. We thank you. We're seeing record numbers uh, day after day. And we just love the community we're building here. We truly do. We have a blast every single day. And thank you all for joining us. We love, we sincerely love our audience. Sam, let's throw up the tweets one more time. Stephanie Rule, Stephanie Rule had this to say to Elon Musk. Imagine the positive impact you could have on the world if you use your extraordinary amount of influence and power to spread decency and kindness and positivity. <laughs> and Elon Musk said, imagine if MSNBC did that. Yeah, you log on every single day to MSNBC and all you'll see is the same thing. Same thing that Corinne Jean-Pierre is doing. The same thing that AOC is doing. Hierarchy hierarchy. That's it. And people are sick of it. It is programming for elitist whites. That's what it is. Overeducated, miserable, hopped up on uppers and downers, suburban whites or inner city whites who live inside of buildings with doormen who kick away the homeless people that dare camp outside their building. They sneer at the homeless person who is standing outside their building. They call the cops when they see someone of color walking the wrong way down the street towards them. These are the same people who have BLM shirts from Chanel and who support a guy who put millions of black men in prison for way less crack cocaine than his son is on film smoking. These people. They're hierarchy people. They're the hierarchy. They're not hypocrisy. They're hierarchy. They want to live by a different set of rules. They hate you. They hate this country. And they think like this. Here, this is the mind virus. This is what we're fighting on this program. The mind virus goes like this. If everyone would just do exactly what I tell them right now and live 100% by my diktats, then the world would be perfect then we would have utopia in America. Well, that ain't how it works, Jack, to paraphrase Joe Biden. It's not how it works. And thinking like that is a mind virus, and it makes you a sad, miserable person. People have different opinions, and they have every right to shout those opinions from the rooftop, even if you're a member of Congress. So keep shouting, keep fighting, keep winning. We on this program have our priorities in order. God, family, country, that's what drives us to do what we do every single day. You don't like it? Well, too bad. <laughs> we have that right. Alex Stein has that right. And you know what? The rest of America has that right. That's why they tune in, because we're born free men and women, and we intend to stay that way. My name's Benny Johnson. 
Thanks for watching. This is The Benny Show. Have a great day.